Welcome to another episode of our podcast, and we're talking this time without a video with Suzanne Muldowney, also known as Underdog. And uh, we don't have a video because we're actually on the phone recording this because of uh, the quarantine that everybody's stuck in the house. So Suzanne, how are you dealing with uh, the whole situation? Um, sometimes I get so scared that um, that that I'm going to get sick, and 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 I don't want to die because well because I have some unfinished business left. What 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 type of business? Unfinished business. Um. my performances there there's some characters I want to keep on doing for a while but I know what years that uh, I want to uh, retire those characters if, if I live long enough and stay healthy long enough and and which uh, which years are those um, well if I'm known Worldwide as underdog, the last year that I want to do him is uh, 2024, his 60th anniversary, his diamond anniversary. And are you planning anything special for that? Well, as many uh, performance opportunities as I get, either either I'm long established in them or with are there brand new uh, one-time only events? Um, I I want to do him as often as possible in uh, 2024. Are you making a anniversary cape or a costume? Um, I'm, well, I'm not sure about the staple garment. Um, if if I make it if I make a different cape, that's going to that's going to take a while to uh, bind the. Uh, uh, the fabric and and the uh, and the raw decorative materials because it's a diamond. Um, because with many of my costumes that are um, decorated very beautifully, uh, the raw materials that the decorative objects uh, have to be installed by hand, so it takes much longer to complete the garment. Do you make all your costumes by hand or do you use a sewing machine? I use a sewing machine to sew the pieces of cloth together. Now, depending on what the raw materials are for uh, for decorating, sometimes I put them on by machine, but uh, but, but most of them I, 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 I install by hand. Let's see. So what, what other anniversaries are coming up that you're afraid that... Uh... You you might not make it. Um, well, there are two that I can think of, but um, but but the theme. We're really not thinking about the theme at this time of year. We've got we've got Easter coming up. Okay, so when you say that you're afraid of not making it, what makes you feel so fearful that you're going to catch the virus, or what? what what's making you so afraid? Um, well, even before the first news of the virus came out, I've uh, I've been afraid of the 
um, dying rather soon. Well, well, because I'm a lot older and uh, there's no telling how long I could be uh, uh, finished at the snap of a finger or, or gradually more and more um, uh, uh, incapacitated by uh, uh, by an accident or or, or a long illness. So what makes you more fearful, being incapacitated or, or dying? Well, well, both, actually, because um, um, some some family members and relatives had uh, long illnesses uh, before they died, and, uh, and they were and and they were nuisance to everybody who came into contact with them. So are you afraid that you would depend on somebody to take care of you? Is that, is that a big fear? Yes. So would that be worse for you because you would uh, be alive but not be able to do what you want to do? Would that be a worse situation than just dying? Um, well, most, most percentages, it's a... Um, um, uh, a great many uh, people die only after having been uh, incapacitated for quite some time. They certainly don't uh, choose to kill themselves. Um, and then if you die suddenly as the result of, of uh, an accident or a fall, then, uh, then you're really cut off kind of in midstream because uh, you might have been, um, you might have been still um healthy at the time. That's uh, Well, that's what happened to my father. I see. So are you, since you said that you're afraid of this, or you're at least thinking about it, are you, uh, what steps are you taking to, to get yourself prepared in some way? I'm trying to think of, um, I'm trying to think of some Organizations or outfits that might be worthy of uh, inheriting some of my costumes, depending on uh, 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 who, whom or, or what the costumes are focused on. Some of them don't. Uh, some of them don't represent uh, uh, a character at all. Now you have a lot of them. Do you, can, do you know the number? No, I don't know the exact number. I estimate uh, several dozen. Yeah, because you have uh, one or two closets full, right? Um, two. Two, right. Because we did film that once a long time ago, and you had a lot, a lot of outfits. Some of them I've, I've never seen before and never saw you in a parade. I remember the Roman soldier, which is a pretty old one, right? Um, I I made that in the uh, mid seventies. I I I gave it away to uh, um, the Baltimore Museum because because uh, I hadn't because I hadn't worn it in years. Oh, uh, which museum is that? I think. Um, I forget the name. It was a, a more modern one. Well, that's nice. So are you trying to think of places 
that would like to keep uh, some of them in a permanent collection? Do you know any place that, did you think of any specific places that might want Underdog or Supergirl or any of that? Um, well, the Supergirl costume isn't that uh, flamboyant uh, any more than Superman's was. Um, um, because I think I think they were those were copyrighted almost as long as almost as soon as uh, those characters premiered. Um, um, Phil thought I should try the Smithsonian uh, for um, a worthy uh, place to inherit my costumes, but uh, but they have so many uh, relics from um, from over time, and it could be such a formalized institution, and I don't know uh, the name of any individual or any uh, particular department that I should contact. I, I found to get uh, lost in the maze, the way uh, um, uh, people get lost in the mazes of Washington, D.C. government offices. Right, yeah, but it would be nice to see underdog costume next to Neil Armstrong, uh, you know. Um, well, we'll see. Um, it isn't the underdog costume isn't just one costume. You you know, I have several capes. I also have uh, several uh, several staple garments. Right. Well, I, I love the the silver cape. That's beautiful. Yes. So besides Smithsonian, do you have any other potential targets? Um, I can't. I can't think of any that that might want to inherit costumes based on um um. Uh, overseas for any other uh, foreign themes. Right. So you said that this fear of uh, or awareness of mortality started before the virus pandemic. Yes. And that's because of uh, you feel that uh, your age is creeping up on you. Um. Well. Um. Chronological age is creeping up on me, but not, uh, but not um, um, biological or, or, or physical age. Um, one thing I'm worried about is how much time I'm going to have to make up for when I go back to work. Tomorrow starts uh, my third week of uh, of not going to my to my part-time job where I get a good workout. Right, right. Now, you know, the interviews that we've done in the past, somebody did ask that question. People wanted to know what, what other things are you involved in? What do you do? Um, do you want to talk about what kind of job that is, or is that something that's off the table? Um, it's something that's off the table because it has nothing to do with the 
Because it has nothing to do with performing arts. I know that, but, you know, people do stuff on the side, part-time work. Sometimes actors work as waiters and in between roles. I know, I know, but, um, but none of those actors were around when, uh, when, when my mother uh, told me I couldn't call myself a performing artist unless that's how I spent uh, at every minute of my waking time. Okay, and you feel that's a that's a right opinion to have. Huh? You feel that's a correct opinion to have that the one that your mother had. There was no one right there on the spot uh, to, uh, well, to prepare on the spot by saying she was wrong. Okay, well, I can tell you that I think that's wrong, and probably many other people feel that's wrong. Where were they when my when my mother uh, had me cornered um, alone in the room? Well, uh, I probably wasn't born then, but <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter at this point what she said years ago. I mean, you, you can probably formulate your own opinion today. You're an adult. But we can say that it's it's whatever you do on the side as your part time. Uh, part-time gig, if you will. Source of income. Right. It, it produces a little bit of income and gives you something to do, and but it has nothing to do with dance or performance. No. Okay. And you don't want to go into details. No. Okay. That, that's fine. So hopefully our your fans understand that because a couple of them did bring that up. They wanted to know. What else do you do? So what What else? Who Who were they? Where did they come from? Oh, from the YouTube channel, which is where I post the, the video portion of the podcast. People can ask questions and make comments. And there were a number of comments that, that people made. That, I guess the, the answers would be visual in, in uh, nature. So some people wanted to know where do you keep all your costumes? And they wanted to see more of them. Now, when this pandemic is over and we shoot another episode and we have the video portion, I'd like to film your, you know, maybe a couple of those closets and maybe you can bring some of the outfits because there was a couple of people that they were interested in seeing other stuff. So, but that's visual. We can't do that over the phone. But one question that was, that was, um, you know, not visual was what else do you do? So did, what else do you do to pass the time during this uh, quarantine what do you do when you when you locked in the house like the rest of us? Um, um, well, well, the rule is if you've, if you've been somewhere, if even if even if you, even if you took just a casual walk, or or in my case, sometimes I had to go to the uh, drugstore for uh, medicines or uh, some extra food. The, the rule was you had to wash your hands right away. Okay. Well, you should be washing your hands all the time, anyway. I can't wash them every minute or every second, or I wouldn't be able to um, hold the phone. Oh no, not not every second. But I mean, even in general terms, you leave your house, you, you go, you know, pick something up in a supermarket. You should wash your hands regardless, right? Um. Yes, I do. Well, the most common time I've um washed my hands is after. Uh, going to the lavatory. Well, yeah, that, that should go without saying. So what would you advise 
anyone listening to this episode, what should they do to stay safe? Um, well, well, it's not my own idea. It was uh, one of the rules too. If you if you have um, if you have any pets, uh, wash your hands as soon as you're finished uh, playing around with the pets. And that's because you think you can get the the virus from your cat or a dog? Um, well, not necessarily the virus, but uh, um, they they could they could very well have uh, other harmful germs inside. Okay, and and what else do you do to stay safe? Because you have to go out, you have to pick up some food, you have to pick up uh, your medication. Well. Well, every every day except Sunday, um, when it's getting near uh, dusk, I, I have to go to uh, I have to go to the uh, community mailboxes uh, for my mail. Uh, but that's uh, but that's only a couple of minutes walk from uh, from my door. Okay, and then you, you have to wash your hands after that as well. Yes. Right. Are you taking any other extra precautions? Um, I, I, I keep my distance uh, anytime I uh, go, go out my door. We're supposed to keep at least six feet away from any and all uh, other people. Okay, now do you eyeball that or you use a ruler? Hmm? Do you eyeball the distance, or you use a, some sort of measuring device? I I eyeball it. I see. Well, that's more practical. So, what what do you do to pass the time? Since you can't go to parades, you can't do. What what do you do to spend the day? I I'm 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 writing um, detailed accounts of some topics and I, I also watch uh, a lot of uh, uh, cable TV channels that have uh, vintage uh, family friendly uh, TV series okay. and, and which channel is your favorite what do you like um, I don't think I have a favorite channel it's the programs that matter okay so just the older television shows Okay, which time period? Um, well, um, I know when one uh, vintage program airs on weekday mornings, but uh, but but very early this morning, I was up at uh, four a.m. and I was channel hopping, and then there was that program uh, between four and five. Um, this morning, the same one that's on uh, from 10 to 11 on uh, weekdays. And which program is that? Dennis the Menace. Okay, and you, so you like that one a lot? Yes. Okay, and then you tell me what your channel, your favorite new channel is. What new channel? Well, you talked about Antenna TV. You said you like that one a lot. Yeah, that's because it has a lot of the... Uh, vintage series that I used to watch um, long ago. Right. 
So yeah, there's some good good stuff on that channel. Um, well, Cozy uh, also has um, some enjoyable uh, uh, vintage series. Most uh, most notably, uh, um, Little House on the Prairie. That's right. Yeah, both of those channels are very similar. So, are you are you sewing anything? Are you doing any arts arts and crafts? I'm I'm mostly writing because um, I haven't I haven't worked on any new costumes or uh, or uh, revamped any old ones in quite some time uh, because um, I haven't been on a stage in three years and uh, when I miss. When I'm asked to be on uh, um, uh, Phil's Manhattan show, uh, Checkerboard Kids, uh, I wear costumes or, well, well, this past time when we saw some episodes, one episode I was plainly dressed, but, uh, but the costumes uh, that I did use, uh, uh, I, I, already, I had already had for quite some time. I see. So, so when do you think uh, this will be over, and and which uh, which parade or, or event would you like or hope that you'd be able to do? Um, I, um, it would be very nice if the if if the curtain were raised sometime sometime in May because. Um, some um, oceanfront resort towns have ceremonies for uh, um, starting the, uh, t- the summer tourist season during Memorial Day weekend. I want I want very much to go to um, Ocean Cities on the Friday of Memorial Day weekend because because. Um, um, they, 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 they go all out for uh, Shelley, the South Jersey Shore mermaid. Uh, so that's one of your favorites for the summer. Um, n- no, I wouldn't say that because uh, uh, the ceremony is only the one day and then I'm not asked to come to Ocean City repeatedly during the summer tourist season to do her anymore. Oh, now, now, is Mr. Soifer still involved, or is somebody else doing that? It's been someone else for uh, at least three and a half years now. Um, so he retired? Or... Who? Mr. Soifer. Uh, yes, he retired. Okay. Because I remember him from days when we were shooting the documentary. Yes. Okay, so hopefully, so what, what do you, how do you feel about this whole situation? What do you, what is your thinking? About the what situation? The quarantine, the virus. I'm, I'm afraid it's, um, um, the great warning predicted by the Blessed Virgin Mary when she appeared in Garambandal, a, a town in Spain. And can you can you share more because maybe some of us don't know what that is. So can you explain that whole thing? Um, yes, I can. Um, it was um, during the seventies or, or the early eighties when I went to a Franciscan, a secular Franciscan meeting once a month. Um, there was this documentary 
put out about a series of um, miraculous appearances by the Blessed Virgin Mary in a town in Spain called Garabandal. Um, uh, several children uh, I witnessed it. The, the, the visions were over several years, um, and uh, and. And the Blessed Virgin Mary said, because uh, God is so displeased with humankind's sins that he set up uh, two or three events. One is uh, a great warning. Now, now, at the time that I first saw the documentary and learned about Darabandal, and, and they spoke of the great warning, I thought the great warning was going to be um, Skylab's uh, uh, having failed and hurtling toward Earth to make a crash landing, uh, we we couldn't be sure of it with whether we would be on dry land or in the or in the middle of the sea because uh, a diagram showing the wide wide swath uh, that it covered um, uh, covered both the uh, uh, land and water masses. So you, okay. So what else? Well. Uh, Skylab did uh, fall into the sea, but then, um, yeah, but then the uh, the hype about Garen Bandal seemed to fade away, um, and and I heard about it again uh, only only a couple of times this past year. So uh, so I remembered the uh, um, the setups, uh, the great warning, the great miracle, and then maybe. The great punishment. So, if, so, so, so since I, since Garam Bandal has been just slightly revived in in the past year or so, that's why I think the uh, um, the, the the coronavirus is uh, the great warning. Okay, so you said there was a warning, miracle, and then what else? Possibly a great punishment. Okay, so you think this is the first step to the warning? Yes. And then how did you come to that conclusion? Because I saw the documentary on Darren Bengal and uh, and the three steps, the three events that uh, uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary said God was uh, setting humankind up for. Okay, I'm just curious because, you know, what if uh, what if somebody has a different opinion or maybe disagrees with you? How would you how would you answer that? I would ask them, um, um, have they ever heard of the visions of Garam Bandal, either just recently or some time ago when I first learned about them? I see. Okay, and, and do you feel that uh, the response of the of the government or the state and, that, and the federal government is, is appropriate? Like, you think that it's a good idea to stay inside for a couple of weeks or more? Yes. So, if, if this is the warning, what, then we have to wait for what the miracle and then the punishment. Yes. Um. Um, well, see, the, uh, when, when I saw the document in the old days, um, uh, it didn't clarify what the miracle would be, but there were, there were, there were some signs to watch out for. 
uh, one of the women who saw the Blessed Virgin Mary cannot predict the great miracle until 8 to 12 days ahead of time. Also, it's supposed to happen on a Thursday, and it's supposed to happen sometime between um, 12 noon and um, 8 p.m., but, but they didn't clarify what uh, time zone that was, and that it would be seen simultaneously uh, worldwide. I see. So are, are you convinced that there's going to be a miracle and then the punishment? Um, it would not be the great punishment unless humankind um, um, changed its ways uh, the way God thinks uh, they should uh, in terms of uh, um, fewer or no sins and, and, and concern over their fellow beings. And they got to do a complete about face, so to speak. Well, that would, that would be especially true for uh, uh, people involved in uh, organized crime. I see. So you feel that if people pay attention to the warning and correct their behavior, then that would be over? You wouldn't go past the... You wouldn't need a miracle or the punishment. Oh, 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 oh! We we would still we would still get we would still get the great miracle. Uh, the great warning is to uh, warn everybody, get them ready. Uh, we would we would have the great miracle, but not until almost to the day, the way one of the uh, uh, witnesses uh, said it would be, and then um, and then if we don't wise up after the great miracle, then sometime when we least expect it would be the great punishment. I see. So what what kind of behaviors are causing this uh, warning to appear? Okay, what do you think? Um, well, in that um, uh, all of humankind is sinful. That's why the uh, uh, that's why um uh, the pandemic affects uh, the whole world. I see. So you feel the whole human race is sinful. Now, how do we fix that? Um, well, well, um, well, the worst criminals like uh, um, the mafia, the banana, the 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 the, uh, the, the names, the the the. the, uh, the the largely skilled organized crime families uh, have to uh, uh, have to do a complete about face, and uh, we have to be courteous to one another. We can't. We, we mustn't fight wars. Uh, oh yeah, uh, we must make many sacrifices. Okay, what what kind of sacrifice? Um, that was not clarified. No. Oh, so, how do we heed the warning if we're not sure what to do? Um, um, because, because in the documentary, the Blessed Virgin Mary said um, there are several things we have to do. Uh, we have, we must make many sacrifices. We must pray the Rosary uh, frequently. Um, uh, let's see. Um, uh, we must focus more on God. Um, I, um, 
conditions that she gave were were very terse. They did not go into a lot of detail. Uh, so, she, so you feel that Virgin Mary wasn't detail oriented. Um. Um. No, uh, I think from the choice of words she did use, um, a humankind is intelligent enough to uh, figure out what she meant. I see, and then a little bit, a couple of minutes ago, you, you mentioned certain things, but you mentioned a banana. No, banana. B O N A N N A is the name of one of the uh, mafia organized crime families. Oh, okay. I, I just I missed that. I thought maybe Virgin Mary has something against bananas. Oh no, no, no! Not the fruit. I, I was spelling um, the name of a mafia organized crime family. Okay, because I, I would be willing to sacrifice bananas, you know, <laughs> <laughs> if if that's all it takes. Um, you know, as a, my mother always stressed that that they're good for for you because of the potassium. Yeah, but if if you have your choice between potassium and end of the world, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll give up potassium. <laughs> no point. <laughs> okay, so what what else do you want to say to your fans before we wrap it up? I think I didn't I didn't have I didn't get a chance to cite some historical antecedents when it comes to people keeping their distance. I don't know. I don't know if I have time enough right now. Sure, to, uh, go ahead. Or at least a few of them. Go ahead. Okay, well, well, from time to time throughout history, there were epidemics, and uh, and and people had to keep their distances uh, to slow the spread uh, of whatever disease it was. Um, also, for for centuries, uh, people people who had leprosy um, were were hideous to behold, and and they were made not only to keep their distance, but to live apart from um, the main population of any town or city. Okay, well, that's and, a uh, good example. Also, uh, um, uh, yeah, um, the Black Plague in the, the late Middle Ages, uh, uh, People had to keep their distance, and, and it took several years. It took several years for the for the plague to relent. So I, that's why I'm, I, I can't be sure how much longer this pandemic uh, will be before it relents. And and in India, where they used to have the caste system, uh, the people, the citizens on the lowest rung of the social ladder, the untouchables. Uh, were made to do all the hard work and also um, uh, live apart uh, from the main population. Okay, so when you're saying this is nothing new, we're, we're as human beings, we've done this before. Um, yes, that's right. And it's important to know that because Like you're bringing this up for a reason. So, what do you want people to get out of it? Um, um, to recall other times, since since everybody has to study history, uh, at least part of the time 
during school that there have been previous examples of diseases spreading or, or people taking precautions uh, to avoid spreading it or um, hinder spreading it by uh, by keeping by keeping their distances by being quarantined. Okay, so maybe this is one of the sacrifices. You mean that uh, Mary at Government Doll said we had to make? Yes. Well, it could be, but I, I see it more as uh, um, the great warning rather than the sacrifice, because uh, she didn't she didn't mention the great warning, the great miracle, and possibly the great punishment until after uh, she had laid down the, the topics of uh, sacrificing, praying, and uh, uh, cursing. I see. Okay, so is that the, the last comment you want to make for this uh, this conversation? Um, I'm sure everybody in the world, no matter what um, religion he or she is, even if he or she isn't part of some formal religion, uh, knows about uh, praying to a supreme being. They're probably right. Because even the most uh, primitive tribes people in both uh, olden times and today in some parts of the world have uh, have systems of uh, appealing to, uh, um, to, to higher deities. So what would be your advice? To everyone to pray? Yes. Okay, so those are the, the parting words. Make sure you wash your hands and pray. Um, well, not necessarily wash my hands because uh, I don't think every religion in the world calls for uh, hands joined with the fingers pointing skyward. Um, um, you, you may not necessarily need any official words, official texts. Um, you can just talk simply but respectively to uh, um, whatever deities um, you're made to believe in or or have a hint that you think they exist. Okay, well that that's a nice nice advice to uh, to close this conversation, and hopefully soon enough we'll do a the episode when we can actually have the video and we can see each other. Oh wait. Wait a minute, I just thought of something else. Um, um, some some years ago on, on the History Channel, I saw something called the Little Ice Age. Now, that was by forces of nature, uh, changes in ocean currents, weakening of the sun, and volcanic activity. Now, there was one year in the 19th century that was dubbed the year without a summer uh, because of two cold temperatures during the summer months, partly due to volcanic activity in the Far East, or the nearest part of the uh, Pacific Ocean to it. Um, this year should be dubbed in the future as the year without a Holy Week, or Easter. But we're still going to have Easter, we're just not going to be able to we're, go we're outside. We're not going to be able to, uh, we're not going to be able to go to churches or have other organized ceremonies. Okay, but does that mean there's no Easter? 
Um, it can't be Easter unless you have the full-fledged services and prayers and observances. Okay. All right, well, there's a, there's a lot for one conversation. We have the Virgin Mary. We have the Little Ice Age. No Easter. And um, would you like to say um, to everyone to stay safe and healthy and close down? This? So why don't you close this conversation with something, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, well, yeah, well, you're told stay home, uh, say stay healthy, say, stay safe. But to some extent, that may mean uh, keeping your distance from other people, even uh, even people in your own household. And, uh, and goodness knows how many pet owners there could be all over the world. If you uh, if you have pets, you got to wash your hands after uh, uh, playing with them. All right. Well, thank you very much, Suzanne, for another episode of the podcast, even though it's only on the phone, but it's the best we can do under the circumstances. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, we'll talk soon, okay? Stay safe. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.